This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yay! <laughs> In this episode of Whiskey Cats, we taste Bren French single malt whiskey. We discuss whiskey flavoring and coloring. Enjoy. What are we drinking, Kelly? Today I have a bottle of Bren French Single Malt Whiskey. Fancy. Fancy. Very fancy. Our first French whiskey. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. <laughs> this woman, Alice, Alison Patel, found in Bren, um, was doing a lot of travel. She started an import-export business. And then in part of her travel, she came across um, a cognac produce- producer who was distilling. And she really liked what he was making. And he was in, obviously in the middle of cognac France. And what he had been producing was about three or four years old. And it was whiskey, and it was aging it in limousin oak barrels. Hmm. And she, again, she really liked it. She thought it was interesting. So she said that, okay, you know, I'd like to collaborate with you. Um, And then started to collaborate. And then she really had kind of this amazing idea where after you put put the whiskey in the oak barrels, why not finish it in the cognac barrels? And that's how... Bren was created and actually is sort of the formula of what this whiskey is. Is she French or was she just cruising around cognac? And I think she was just cruising around right. cognac. So instead of port or sherry, it's like another variation on a theme, sounds yeah. like. Yeah. They make two expressions. The first was the estate cask, and that's actually what we have today is the estate cask. And that this actually has no age expression. They said the reason why they do it is because each bottle is from a single barrel and they only do single barrel expressions. And that each barrel will vary slightly in terms of age. And so they can't really put a uniform, this, is, this expression is X number of years, but they say average. It averages about seven years old. They also have a Bren 10 year as well. The estate cask was launched in 2012 and the 10 year was launched in 2015. So they're relatively new, but have been at aging for, for a good while before bringing it to market. And then did you say, so that's how long their age, did you say how long they were finished for? Did I miss that? No, I don't know how long each, how long the, it lives in the cognac barrels versus the the oak barrel. All the whiskey starts out in the limousin, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, limousin oak, French oak. Is that a, okay, so that's a type of oak tree Mm -hmm. rather than some other adjective for something else. (laughs) (laughs) And then again, it's going to be finished in, um, in what they say, wet cognac barrel so it sounds like oh. the cognac comes out and then the whiskey goes right in oh so lots of cognac sounds yeah like. interesting and i think in the for other one other ones that have been finished it's usually not that long it's like never more than three months or three yeah. to six months i think mm-hmm. yeah um and then again this is also a single malt um and so just to refresh ourselves and what single malt means it's that means it's unblended and it only comes from one grain and only from one distillery so everything is from the bren distillery um, it's all barley, 100% barley from them, and again, no blending. And they're described as a new taste profile to the single malt category. Mm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do, have they say like is this the is this the only one that's finished in cognac barrels? Is there any other whiskey that does this? I'm not sure. I think 
this is being called so new and so different that I don't think anyone else is doing finishing in cognac barrels. Okay. So. I like that the barcode is, is a barrel. barrel. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I love yeah. the bright blue. I mean, it's like a um, Robin's Egg blue. Like, I've never mm-hmm. seen that color on a label of a whiskey before. Yeah, really unique and yeah. a beautiful color in the bottle. Like, really mm-hmm. light orange. Mm-hmm. Two other things. Um, they also use the term seed to spirit. So instead of grain to glass, seed to spirit. (laughs) And also talk a lot about how this is very terroir driven, meaning of the earth having provenance and of its place. So. Okay. Just to. Let's drink it. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully we'll we'll taste cognac, the place in this barrel. Yes. The earth. Well, I wish we had some cognac to drink. Like, I mean, Mm. I can't even think of that. I mean, I know I've had it, but could have been like five ten years ago i don't even remember i keep trying to like conjure it up in my mind what does it taste like and i think i keep landing on brandy yeah Yeah. whoa i mean i think it's not too dissimilar from brandy it's in that really true (laughs) (laughs) i got a little carried away sniffing it (laughs) whoa that smells crazy i also find it amusing that the top of the cork is also the same robin's egg blue as the um casing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call that casing. Um, so the smell, pretty intense. It's very fruity. It's almost grapey. Is it grapey is right? And like, it's like a little grape. I, honestly, it's like a little bit of vinegar. It has mm-hmm. a little, you know, vinegar, I think is what it, cause I'm like, kind of, um, smells like a petting zoo. <laughs> sour. Bit, it's that sour but it's the vinegar. smell. It smells like cat pee a little bit. Oh, I was thinking like, well, well, now I don't even know because all I can think of is Cappy. Thank you. Like, that's terror, terror for you. Terror, <laughs> that's terror. terror. <laughs> sure this is. is why I don't do the French ones. <laughs> terror. Terror, terror. <laughs> all right, should we, should we taste this? Yeah. Cheers. Wow, that tastes very different. Okay, so the fruit is there, but hold, I gotta taste this again. It tastes like a Smarty. Yeah, I mean, we're so used to like citrusy flavors. And like maybe like a deeper like cherry flavors or something, mm-hmm. but this is definitely like super fruity, Fruit. like yeah, like the 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 grapey kind of fake cherry, like maraschino cherry. Yeah, yeah that's like why it tastes that, like a smarty to me, like fake fake fruit sweet. sugar. That yeah, it's not vanilla. It's not that wow. that like dark sweet. This is like a like high bright sweet, bright, bright sweet, sweet. bright. It's mm-hmm. a good word. I like that. You know, when they say the cognac barrels are wet, and I was like, oh, so that's, you know, it, it, it tastes like there's whiskey mixed with another liquor in here. That's what it tastes Which like. Which it basically is. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That is fascinating. Yeah. A little anise, like, on the back. Mm, yeah. I can get that. And when I first tasted it, I feel like I don't get it after I've had a second taste, but the, I felt like there was a spice, like a really mellow spice mm-hmm. that just quickly went over my tongue. Wow, that is like nothing I've had. No. Should I give you some tasting notes? Sure. So, fruit forward, complex sugar notes, rich creme brulee, burnt caramel, bananas, tropical fruits, and warm spices. Bananas. That's actually the first time. Again, I'm not sure that I would have said that, but so, okay. You know, I'll eat like fruit bananas, but I hate bananas in like anything else, like anything banana flavored. Oh, yeah, like banana flavor is terrible. Yep. And when you said Smarties, I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got it's got that like you know fake like maraschino cherry, but but it's that it's taste. It, there's a banana candy flavor runts. in there. It tastes like runts. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that like hard candy shell. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. like good bananas, like bad bananas. Yeah, bad bananas. The tropical yeah. fruits, because I feel like there's there are flavors in there that I don't think I could name those fruits, but it's like the candy that I get that is some nondescript fruit mm-hmm. because they're trying to. Yeah, it's like got that flavor. It's so weird. So cognac is actually a type of brandy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I had to look it up. I'm like, we should probably figure out what cognac yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a type of brandy. So what what makes it what makes a cognac? Um, much like champagne, just where it's made. Where it's, it's made, made in cognac. Okay. Um, but it's a. Uh, uh, it says. Uh, the brandy must be twice distilled in copper pot stills and aged at least two years in French oak barrels. From oh, how do you say it? Limousine. I was saying lim- limousine, yeah. Yeah. Or trunks, transois. Uh, cognac matures in the same way as whiskeys and wine and age, when aged in barrels, and most cognacs are aged uh, considerably longer than the minimal legal requirement. So, so it, it, you know, makes it, it's very much in the kind of whiskey family of spirits. Yeah. But that, that makes sense too, because most of the brandies that we've had, remember when we were at Catoctin, it was all like fruit brandy. I mean, they fruit, make it out mm-hmm. of apples and yeah. peaches and fruity things probably can make a gross banana brandy if you wanted to. Oh my god. <laughs> Should we try this with a touch of water? Sure. Hmm. Any more like caramely mm-hmm. smell? Yeah. It definitely did not have any car- caramel like before. Yeah, the fact that it was in the tasting notes, I was surprised by that. Ooh, yeah. That does good things to it. Yeah, oh. it does. No? It does good things to both the, both the smell and the taste to me. Not for me. To, uh, and this may be psychosomatic, but now all I can taste is the banana. <laughs> oh, interesting. See, I, yeah, I, I can taste, taste less, more of the spice. Yeah, I taste less of that, um, all that sugar. You know, like like we say, yeah, it kills the sweetness. Spice, and yeah. in this case, it was the sweetness that was really kind of ruining that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I, I like it a lot better with a with a little drop of water. It really brings out the warm spice. But again, it's not a sharp spice. It's just... I like no. the description of warm spice. It's just, it's almost like mulling, mulling spices. It's mm-hmm. just very, like I want to wrap up in a blanket with it. That's the, <laughs> that's the flavor of spice that I'm getting on my tongue. Or just those sort of spice cookies that aren't like, that are kind of bland, you know, mm-hmm. but they're, they're just like spice cookies. Like good spice cookies are right. like kind of sweet and spicy, mm-hmm. but if they're just sort of like not sweet enough, then they're, you know. It's just there. It's, it's like just all there, mixed yeah. in and yeah. Just a generic, mm-hmm. this is spice, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does really kill that whole banana smarty flavor for me. Not for you. Not for me. But it kills the smarty part, but it leaves... The artificial banana? It leaves the banana. And I'm trying to think if it's something that is really, you know, not banana, but what is what is the flavor that I'm that comes out? It's banana. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's definitely interesting. I mean, I've never tasted anything like that before. No. Where did you find this? Um, I believe Mel brought it back from like a New York trip. Mm-hmm. So just like any liquor store, probably in Penn Station. Sure. <laughs> so readily available. Um, and I think it goes for about $65, hmm. $70. Totally interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could make a interesting cocktail with this, you know, just something kind of different that maybe you wouldn't normally make with whiskey, something a little, you know, fruitier maybe. Cause you don't usually make a lot of like fruity cocktails yeah. with whiskey, but I feel like you almost could with this one. I mean, nothing like, not like a Mai Tai or something, but like, but something <laughs> kind of on that end, you know? Right. 
you know, I, I'm trying to decide whether you would balance it with something citrusy like a lime or whether you would just like go, just go all in on the fruit and do like a cherry passion fruit. Pineapple. Pineapple. For some reason that keeps coming to mind. Interesting. You know, that Hawaiian place that I went to and they had that pineapple shrub. Yeah. That might be interesting with this. Hmm. Pineapple shrub. What do we have? Pineapple shrub, soda water, and. And I think you'd need some, I mean, I smelled vinegar on the nose for sure, but I didn't really get that when I was tasting it. And I think you could put some, you'd need, you need something bitter mm-hmm. in there. Not, not a lot bitter, but you need something to balance that out a little bit. Maybe use grapefruit bitters. Ooh. And. All right. I'm on board with this cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's add to our list of summer tasks to right. incorporate this into some kind of pineapple grapefruit cocktail that we yeah. will revisit. I mean, like the one time we did, we made all those shrub cocktails when sadly you were not with us, Kelly. Um, But we, you know, we tried all those cocktails. That was really fun. And we, some of them were gross and some of them were super good. Yep. And then we forgot the rest of them because we blacked out. (laughs) We drank a lot of cocktails. I will say the, the interesting thing about this whiskey for me is that I'm not tasting any of the grain. Like, I feel like it's Mm -hmm. completely masked by the cognac. And I don't know, like, if we ever really taste any of the, you know, the corn and sweetness when we're doing bourbons, but I feel like, especially the young whiskeys and the young ones that we have tasted very recently, we very, like, the grain has been very much on the front. So Mm -hmm. this is, this is so new and interesting to me. So you said they made two? Yeah. So this is the estate cask, which is the, has no age expression, mm-hmm. but they say average is about seven years old. Yep. And then um, a 10 years. Also finished in cognac. Yes. Barrels. Okay. And what what is the grain? Barley. Barley. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. never would have thought that. I know because one, we had some barley. I think it was a young it, barley. It was yeah. the, you could taste it. That was the Icelandic whiskey. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Where all you could taste was that. Oh, man. Oh, God. That was the grain. So this is, I'm fascinated by this. It's really interesting. I like this cocktail idea. Mm -hmm. Let's work on that. (laughs) See, now it just sounds like news. (laughs) But science is news, Heather. That's okay. I've been reading a little bit about, you know, we always remark about the color that we see in the bottle. I've been reading a bit about the color of whiskey. Um, And we read this story on a website called The Whiskey Wash, mostly about caramel coloring additives. So the, for the most part, you know, as we've discovered from our own experiments and also from tasting everything, the color of whiskey is largely determined by what it's aged in and how long it's aged in that thing. And it's generally known that new barrels will give more color than used barrels because you've already taken out so much of whatever the chemical compounds are that impart color. So it turns out that some places will add coloring to their whiskey to give it that beautiful color that we remark upon. And most American whiskeys do not do this, but Scotch whiskeys do it a lot. So the only... yeah. And so they do it by this additive called E150. So it's basically, <laughs> it's basically burnt sugar. They make caramels by burning sugar. And it's, there's this, the compound is called E150. I don't even know what the E 
is for. And it comes in a range of color levels from... Are you going to make us a new chart? Yeah. So, here, so here's my thought. Most American whiskeys don't do this. A lot of Scotch whiskeys do. And there's a lot of debate on the internet about whether it impacts the taste or not. I could not come to a conclusion, which obviously means I am going to take mm-hmm. whiskey and add some the whole range of caramel coloring to it and make you guys blind taste test it. Ooh. All right. So this is our next science corner experiment. Okay. Fantastic. Because it's it's really interesting. There's such a debate. Like, oh, you'll need 2.5% of coloring before it makes a difference in the taste. And then these other snobs are like, no way, I can totally taste when the coloring <laughs> is in there. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so obviously we have to do a blind taste to put this debate to bed. Hmm. And so you can just buy this? You can just buy it. Hmm. It is just a chemical additive. I'm going to dip into the vast cash stores of whiskey cats and uh and we're gonna order some caramel coloring and uh and do a little little taste test awesome so how what's the range of coloring so the range is basically how to describe it it kind of goes from like yellow through orange to brown to black and then how much do you need to impact the color that i'm not sure about there's also it's hard because so many whiskey makers are reluctant to share their mm-hmm. their total their formulas. Yeah, their formulas and stuff. So it varies. So it's usually 0.1 to 0.5%, which is basically 1 to 5 grams per liter. But it can be up to 10%. I'm, that, I would imagine that if you're putting 10% of coloring, 10% you're going to taste liquid? it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that's a I know. I know. Okay, so this may be an obvious question since it is like caramel coloring its burnt sugar. So if you're if you're adding it, what they're saying is that it's going to make the whiskey sweeter. Is that the taste that it adds or the, how it changes it? Well, that's not clear really either because it's it's like completely distilled down to like it's just the components that impart color. Oh. Again, it's mm. one of these things that's really hard. But they also use this in cocoa powders which do not add sweetness at all. It just adds to the bitterness of cocoa powder. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not totally sure what the flavoring does. Sorry. There's a lot of questions about it, which is why I want to do an experiment. And if if you're adding up to 10% of coloring to your alcohol, that's going to dilute the overall ABV. Right. Although I imagine that their final ABV number takes that into, because it's part of the recipe. So I'm sure that it's taken into account. I would guess that it's sweeter. All the, all the quotes that I could find are all like, it improves the taste, quote unquote. But what does improves mean? Like, maybe you don't... Who wrote this, Americans? Yeah. Then it would definitely be sweeter. <laughs> it was Americans. So, so we'll find out. Okay. So good design, a little experiment for us. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I want to do two, like one where you can see the color and see if that biases what you think it's going to taste like, and then one where you don't see the color so that... This is like a test on us. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it basically is. (laughs) And maybe we'll need to call in some uh, reinforcements to have a larger sampling for this. We'll have some some guests. Some guests that might Mm -hmm. uh, help us taste some things just to make the data more statistically significant. Versus two. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is not a very statistically significant sample Also, since set. Kelly and I seem to have very similar palettes. Although, yeah. that's good in a way. Mm-hmm. That's good for this. But it also makes us 
perhaps too statistically similar. Perhaps. We'll find out. Yeah. turn to our Drake correspondent, Heather Goss. Well, Kelly, I have some exciting news for us in the world of Drake and our favorite topic, whiskey. (laughs) There have been some updates since we last met and talked about Drake and his whiskey, which um, I don't think has a name yet. Uh, It's just Drake's whiskey. Um, Canadian rapper Drake. They have to, again, from the whiskey wash. CRW? Yeah. Canadian rapper whiskey. (laughs) Also, you can just say Drake. It has to be like Canadian rapper. Not just rapper, but also Canadian rapper. Anyway. Uh, oh, no, that's right. I forgot. It does have a name. Because, of course, it's called Virginia for some reason. Virginia Black Decadent American Whiskey. That's amazing. Virginia I don't Black, Black Decadent? Decadent? Yeah, we didn't have... We had the... We, it, was call, it was called Virginia Black Whiskey, I think, last time we heard. So, And we knew it was, being, it was an American Decadent. whiskey. Decadent. Decadent. That's even better. Obviously, these people, you know are very serious about their whiskeys. They're very dismissive of poor Drake and his efforts to bring whiskey to the masses. Remember how he wants to bring it, you know, down to everybody. Right. He's also uh, Canadian. <laughs> We've had their whiskey on this program before. It's true. Although just once. Just once. Maybe true. if some Canadians we knew would send us some more, we would drink some more. So it's not really like an updates of sorts. It's more just a little more information. There's still no um, product date on when we'll actually get any of this. But um, they were surprised to hear that it's going to be an unflavored whiskey uh, because he's trying to, you know, he's 29 years old. He's trying to market to the um, young female millennials, which is how these people would say it because they keep saying females instead of like (laughs) women. women. (laughs) That's like a primate study. I know. who are they're, they're, they were making this point that a lot of um, these whiskey makers who are marketing to this particular demographic because they haven't figured out what they want because they seem to think that females will want their whiskey covered up that they don't want to drink just whiskey they want to drink like cutesy drinks and shit so like Jack Daniels their first foray into this demographic was making apple whiskey um, or Applejack whiskey is what they call it so things like that so they were actually kind of pleased that he's just going to make this it, I mean, it's just going to be unflavored whiskey and kind of... It, it, it it'll may, taste like whiskey, though, It'll right? taste like whiskey. And, I, <laughs> oh, and that's I, what you... It was like, what does unflavored mean? Yeah. <laughs> it means not like peach whiskey. You know, like all those oh, yeah. nasty flavors. So oh. I guess people have been doing that to market specifically to this demographic. And nobody's really made a, made a whiskey specifically marketed to this demographic that's unflavored because they don't want to find out the hard way that... Uh, females <laughs> like their whiskey covered up and are just faking it, I guess, as females do. Yeah. <laughs> so our man Drake is giving it to us like we like it. Thanks, Drake. And I guess Thanks, we'll find Drake. out. Thanks, Drake. Now, now I'm like really intrigued and want to try I it. I know. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to have to get a bottle. Yeah. Well, especially since he made it sound like it's going to be affordable. Like we right. just, we're just going to need to find a place that will actually sell it. I mm-hmm. think will be the hardest part. Definitely. Since we live in like hipster land that would never sell a Drake whiskey. We so. can go to Canada. I don't, it's an American whiskey. Oh, we're right. not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so like focused on his Canadianness, Canadianism, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we just need to go to the suburbs where all the That's young females true. are. <laughs> 
Speaking of flavored whiskey, <laughs> did you know that apparently Fireball whiskey has now overtaken Jägermeister as the go-to party flavor shot at your local party oh, down no. watering hole? You no. know, I wouldn't have said I heard that anywhere, but that doesn't surprise me at all because it used to be when we were partying when we were young females. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Jaeger is that is the nasty thing that you would get. Like yeah. you, you would be, you know, you'd be like the jerk to your friends, and you're like, I got you all the Jaeger shots, and, and know, they wouldn't even be was. like shots. They'd be in the test tubes yeah. because little shot girls would come around and be like, here's your test tube Jaeger. Yeah, and then you'd all choke that shit down. What are you drinking? But, but nobody drinks. <laughs> but nobody drinks Jaeger anymore. I mean, obviously we're like older, so we're not drinking like shots of any kind at parties. But but you see Fireball like all over the place now. It's Gross. weird. Yeah, was so, Fireball even? Did he? I mean, how new is it? Did it even exist when we were in college? I I've never had it. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. It's I, actually it's better than Jaeger. If we're gonna say that, is I it mean, like cinnamon? Is yeah, that yeah, cinnamon? It's, it's cinnamon. It's flavored it's, whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's marketed to as a young female. As a young female, I'm not really a young female anymore. As a mid female, <laughs> can we go and get a fireball just to like? I mean, sure, if you want. How did I we even just that? Could we go get a fireball? Grandma. <laughs> and not, just make sure we're get you back from bed. <laughs> and not only can we go down to the street to the bar and get one, we can actually get a kit and make our own what? fireball whiskey. Tell me really? more. That is correct. Tell me more. Our friends at Clawhammer Supply. <sighs> of the uh, famous whiskey stick whiskey fame. Stick fame. Also make a firebomb DIY spice kit so you can mix the spices with your bottle of favorite alcohol, steep it overnight, filter out the spices, and voila, you have your own fireball whiskey. It's like alcohol sun tea. Yeah. (laughs) They said that as a bonus that their kits are, ingredients are all over. Almost all organic because oh Fireball itself. <laughs> the world has changed so much. <laughs> what is happening? And they say this is important because Fireball itself has been pulled from the shelves in some European countries because it contained levels of propylene glycol that exceeded food standards in those areas. Oh my That's right. God. I forgot about that. What? That was like a year or two ago. I, yeah. think. I don't want to go yeah. get a Fireball. <laughs> That's okay. We can just get our own kit oh, that's and true. make that's our right. own. With organic. With organic ingredients. <laughs> well, that's the only way that I would drink it anyway. Yeah. And they say that their kit is actually, you can make it, because it's a kit, you can decide on how long you want to steep your alcohol for. And they actually include three whole chili peppers to each tin of spices. So you can decide if you want all three just two, just one. Again, it's all about customization for your own fireball whiskey. To be fair, this is not all that different from getting a bottle of vodka and some, like a juniper packet. Mm-hmm. Like this yep. is how you make gin. I mean, yep. it's all very. Yep. Yeah. And, and they basically say that uh, they're just going on the wave of young females wanting their <laughs> flavored whiskey <laughs> and that people really like their moonshine. And so one of their other really popular Products are their moonshine, apple pie, and peach pie moonshine kits. Oh, God. Although I would yeah. like to point out that last episode when we talked about someone who really thought that apple pie moonshine tasted amazing, it was a male. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Look, Gross. I have a secret. Fireball whiskey is not that bad. Like, it's, I mean, it's not good. It's I, not like you would drink it like you would drink good whiskey. But if you, like, 
Yes. If I was like 25 and drinking shots, I would absolutely drink Fireball whiskey. I vaguely remember what Fireball tastes like and all I can think of is cinnamon hearts. Yeah. That's all it tastes like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's definitely better than Jaeger. I agree. But that has its own, you know, coming of age requirements as it is. Bring us us back to Earth. (laughs) Can we talk about the markets? Yes, please. Sure. (laughs) Please make us grow up. Okay. Let's talk about NPR then. That's that's where we are now in our life cycle. Uh, Recently, Marketplace's Mark Garrison did a story called American Whiskey is Drawing the Global Audience. So they basically used the Kentucky Derby as an excuse to talk about whiskey on Marketplace, which I appreciated mm-hmm. greatly, uh, especially because mint juleps are the drinks of choice at many derbies. And so he first started out talking about how until recently, quote, American whiskey was a somewhat sleepy category <laughs> in the range of whiskeys. I'm like, what? <laughs> sleepy category? And you're talking about the Kentucky Derby at the same time? No, I'm so confused. I was like, does it mean like American whiskeys as opposed to like bourbons? Or just, just you mean any whiskeys made in America? American whiskeys made in America relative yeah. to international whiskeys. Like, I don't think, I wouldn't call it a sleepy category, but whatever. The story was all about how younger drinkers are dialing back on beer and vodka cocktails. I guess vodka had like a big heyday in recent years. But the Distilled Spirits Council obviously I need to get a job with Um, (laughs) because they analyze spirit data said that in the last year distillers sold nearly 2.9 billion dollars in American whiskey that is a lot of money and it's a 52% jump from 2010 like that's a that's a big increase in whiskey that was basically the gist of their story Hmm. wow that's a lot and it's mostly abroad so a lot of it is that it's spreading abroad so Um, worldwide people are drinking American whiskey yeah okay Yep. Are we exporting our flavored whiskey? <laughs> they didn't break it down into flavored and non-flavored, <laughs> but if I worked at the Distilled Spirits Council, I could dig into that data for you. All right. So I'll we're going to need you to get that job okay. and get us that data. Okay. I mean, that's interesting because we have, I mean, we hear all the time about the bourbon explosion and how like in the past, like people just can't keep up anymore mm-hmm. and everything. But hearing that foreigners are want American whiskey, that's, I think that's something kind of People aren't really talking about that. That's interesting. And they're not sure how long it's going to last because the strong dollar makes it hard to do business abroad, but there's a demand for it. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how this how it lays progresses out. in the next five, 10 years. Do they break that down as like, is it Jack Daniels and Jim Beam that are doing really well? Or is it like high end whiskeys? They didn't really. It was just a quick, everybody's talking about the Derby. Let's talk about whiskey. Yeah. Sorry. But again... When I work at the council, I'll have that data for you. <laughs> it just seems like if we're talking about dollars, like I think that the higher end would be, I mean, not just because they're more expensive, but because, you know, we're talking about like a lot of, you know, sort of independent, you know, like, um, you know, the Westland that we've had before, like the smaller distilleries, mm-hmm. like they don't have the kind of volume to bulk up. Whereas like Jim Beam, I think they probably take theirs abroad and there's probably not a very big markup because their volume is just so high. That's mm-hmm. true. Although, remember when we talked to the Katahdin guys, and I wonder I wonder what the balance is. Like, those guys were flying yeah. to Japan to get some of their whiskeys there. And I wonder if, if you're a bar owner in Japan, is it more interesting? Like, is it more worth your while to try to get the small dist- distillers in your mm. bar? I don't know. Like, I just don't know. As I'm not a marketer, so I don't know, like, what what is the thought process? Do you want the Jim Beam because it's recognizable, or do you want the other stuff because yeah. it's, like, niche? Yeah, I guess it also depends on your bar. Yes, very true. Well, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Great. Keep drinking American whiskeys, guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. I know I will. Yes. <laughs> Me too. So that's it for another episode of Whiskey Cats. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at whiskeycats.com or again, email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at whiskey underscore cats. And if you want to call us with a question or a comment or a whiskey story or any of those things, you can call us at 202-760-2009. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Me laugh and sing. Give it to me. Pa-